Hello, this is your fertility pharmacist. This podcast is for women who are trying to overcome infertility. If you keep a pulse on late-breaking fertility research, it could positively alter the course of your fertility journey like it has for me. Today's podcast episode is about a study published in March called Psychological Stress, Stressful Life Events, Male Factor Infertility, and Testicular Function, a Cross-Sectional Study. Ultimately, this is a study about mental health, which seemed appropriate to cover this month in May, since it's Mental Health Awareness Month. This is the first study that compares men who are just starting out treatment for male factor infertility to men whose partners are at least in their second trimester of pregnancy. The authors of the study expected that the less fertile men would report more psychological stress symptoms and that their stressful life events would be associated with reduced fertility. The study took place in Copenhagen, Denmark from 2013 to 2016. Of the 423 men ages 20 to 45 who were voluntarily recruited, 274 were fertile and had a pregnant partner, whereas 149 men were at the clinic for fertility treatment. For the participants with male factor infertility, they could participate in the study if they had poor semen quality and intended to use a process called intracytoplasmic sperm injection, commonly known as ICSI, to inject sperm into an egg to ensure in vitro fertilization. The study included men with low sperm motility or abnormal sperm morphology, as the study authors hypothesized that these men might have lower fertility due to higher stress. Men were excluded if their fertility issues were believed to be unrelated to stress, so men with azoospermia, epididymitis, vasectomy, radiation, or chemotherapy were not included in this study. By the way, throughout this study, the authors referred to men with male factor infertility as infertile. I'm personally not enthralled with the word infertile, so I'm going to use the phrase less fertile. Regardless of level of fertility, all participants were given a series of tests. The first test was a questionnaire asking about recent symptoms of psychological stress. The test asked about the emotional, physical, and cognitive symptoms coming from stress as well as burnout. I'll post a link to this test for you to check out online. The second test was another questionnaire, this one asking about stressful life events. These events included serious illness or death of a loved one, relationship issues, legal or economic woes, and job loss. More importantly, men were allowed to write in what they considered to be a personally stressful life event, so it could be counted even if that category didn't already exist. The third test was a physical exam, where the men's testes were palpated and their testicular volume was assessed by an ultrasound of the scrotum. These tests were included because the study authors believed that stress from the adrenal glands would ultimately impair testicular function. Since these tests sound very far less than pleasant, I'd like to thank these participants for agreeing to help advance our understanding of fertility. The fourth test was the blood draws for hormones including testosterone, luteinizing hormone, follicular stimulating hormone, inhibin B, and estradiol. The authors suspected that there would be differences in testosterone levels based on levels of stress. The fifth and final test was a semen sample, which was supposed to be given at least 48 hours after last ejaculation. Depending on what sort of amenities this fertility clinic offered, this might have been the most pleasant part of the test. Anywho, after analyzing all of the tests, the authors found some interesting results. From the questionnaires about stressful life events, they found that 50% of the less fertile men and 36% of the fertile men 
had experienced at least one stressful life event in the past three months. Whoa, that is a lot of men who have recently experienced something very stressful. Also, 6% of the less fertile men reported having serious relationship problems with their partner, compared to just 1% of fertile men. These were the only two areas where statistical differences were meaningful. For all other questions about burnout symptoms and stress on the questionnaires, there were no meaningful differences, which surprised those conducting the study. They even tried breaking up the participants into smaller subgroups based on alcohol intake, smoking, BMI, socioeconomic status, yet any of these subgroup results still did not show an association between infertility and stress. Like the questionnaire, the results of the semen samples did not show that stress was associated with the quality of semen. They also tried to distinguish the semen from men who had undergone previous attempts at ICSI to men who were just trying it for the first time, but stress results still did not show a difference. Regarding the hormones, they found that the testosterone and estradiol were similar in both groups, but the less fertile men had higher levels of luteinizing hormone and follicular stimulating hormone in lower levels of inhibin B. These less fertile men also had smaller testicles, higher rates of erectile dysfunction, and were less likely to be fathers or to have previously contracted an STD. While the authors were not surprised about the hormonal results or erectile dysfunction, they had been especially surprised about the lack of difference in stress symptoms and their lack of association with fertility. They wondered if they should have measured cortisol, which is an unreliable yet long-used test biologically for stress response. Other than not measuring the controversial cortisol, the setup for the study was strong. They tested reproductive hormones and conducted testicle exams. They asked numerous validated questions, and they even allowed the participants to write in their own personally stressful events. Though the results were not what they expected, they were consistent with some results found on stress and testicular function in a 2019 study involving 708 American men. Keeping that in mind, here are some key takeaways from the study. Key takeaway number one, we don't yet have a strong grasp on how stress impacts male fertility. The study expected to see that stress was associated with lower semen quality and testicular function, but this wasn't the case. They also thought there would be differences in stress symptoms between men of higher and lower fertility, yet this wasn't the case either. On the plus side, the finding that psychological stress is not associated with testicular function should be encouraging to both men and to their partners who are trying to work through male factor infertility. Given that we are now living in a world that's been turned upside down by coronavirus, it's comforting to know that the new emotional and mental stress caused by this pandemic is probably not contributing to male factor infertility. Key takeaway number two is that men who are experiencing male factor infertility likely need additional emotional support, especially while trying to conceive. Half of these men experienced major stressful life events in the period leading up to seeking fertility treatment. Looking at what these men wrote in his stressful events, they were stressed out the most by work or school deadlines, infertility itself, and the serious illness or death of a loved one, which might have been qualified as the illness of infertility in his partner as well. These burdens can be difficult to work through alone or just with a spouse. Some suggestions for increasing support for men that are working through infertility include 1. Seeking out a therapist, either individually or as a couple. 2. Seeking out a support group. The group Resolve is very welcoming to male partners and their volunteer-run fertility support groups. 
The men I've known through these groups have added value to the conversation and seem to be taking something from participating as well. Three, finding online support. I'm including a link to a group on Reddit called A Place for Infertile Males. I'd also like to recommend the Male Infertility Podcast, which is hosted by a man who's brave enough to share his journey of overcoming male factor infertility. I'll continue to post additional resources on the webpage for this episode. That concludes today's episode. Please feel free to check out more details on the study or get in touch with me at www.yourfertilitypharmacist.com. This is Your Fertility Pharmacist. Thanks for tuning in.